0: Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real world value. I have a friend that makes a ridiculous amount of money in his day job. He has no problem going out for a night with the boys spending a few thousand dollars on bottle service, VIP booths, and just absolutely racking up the bill for a good time. So needless to say, when he came into Web3, the NFT space, he came in very hard. He was throwing money at projects, he was buying up all sorts of things, Just throwing it around as if it was a night on the club. Like many of us, when we first come into Web3, we were just gung-ho, so excited. This whole new world has opened up to our eyes, and we don't know what to do with ourselves. It's like a kid in the candy factory. However, he had the ability and the resources to spend on everything. Unlike myself and many other people, we have to budget. We have to figure out exactly what we're going to spend on. Well, as I just explained with that setup, he has no problem spending thousands of dollars on one night with nothing to prove for it other than a bunch of stories. So, when he came into Web 3, he was definitely buying in whale mode. Now, here's where the story takes a weird and unfortunate twist. He wrote down his seed phrase on one single sheet of paper. He left it on his desk, and it was a total mess. I mean, papers and things all over the place. Now, being the responsible wife that he had, she came and she cleaned up the desk. Now, mind you, this was his man cave, but still... This seed phrase was then thrown away. It was completely lost. Now, all those NFTs, everything that he had worked for, had put into that wallet was gone. And it really started to make me think, I wonder how many other projects are out there or people that have bought into various projects that I am interested in and they have lost their seed phrase. They have no access to that wallet. And it really made me think that, you know what? A lot of these projects, they might be 10,000 but how many of them are actually available? And that's what we're gonna talk about today. So we often like to talk about these 10K generative projects and all of these different things, for example, the Bored Apes, the CryptoPunks, and so forth, but do we ever really take into account how much of them are not accessible? They're completely off of the market. So for example, an older project such as the CryptoPunks, it seems like a third of them don't even ever move. So it's highly likely that many of those are for wallets that cannot be accessed. And as I was shopping around, making offers on various NFTs that I'm interested in, I realized that some of those wallets have no activity. I don't know if you know this, but especially on OpenSea, you can actually go to the activity tab to see if that wallet is actively being used. Now, some of these wallets are just vaults, or safes, but you can actually see if things are being transferred in, transferred out, if funds are going there, and there's a couple ways to do this. First, if you just go to OpenSea and you look on the tabs, at the top of the profile, you'll see collected, created, favorited, activity, more. Well, under more, if you click that, you'll see the offers that were made and received for particular NFTs. And the tabs that you really wanna look at to see if this is an active wallet or not are all of them except for favorited because favorited doesn't show a date as to when it was favorited. The main tab that you wanna take a look at is activity. If you simply click that tab and you can scroll down, you can see everything on that one page. Sure, you can go tab by tab. However, the best thing to do is just go to that activity tab. You can see when a sale took place, when things were transferred, they were listed. If they're minting directly to this wallet, you can see the last time they minted. Just scrolling down, you can get all the information. There is a very high chance that if you see no activity in months or even years, there is a possibility that A, that person has no access to the wallet, or B, unfortunately, that person has passed away. So you just never know what could possibly happen, but if there's no long activity for an extended period of time, that might not be a good sign. However, someone could possibly just get fed up with particular OpenSea or whatever it might be. They go to another platform, or maybe they're just not into NFTs that much, and they're doing other things. Well, in that case, you can go to the far right of this section, and any of those transactions that took place, such as sales and transfers, you can click this little square with an arrow in it and it takes you to the ether scan. Now, when you go to the ether scan, you can see further information. You'll be able to see what happened in that particular transaction, but most importantly, if you scroll down until you see that wallet address, most likely it's going to be in the from line, considering that it's probably them making that particular purchase. Just click that one, and you can look on the Etherscan to see if other transactions are going down. All of their transactions are listed right there, and hopefully, if it is an NFT that you're interested in or you're trying to get in contact with that particular owner, that you're going to see some recent activity, because that gives you a good idea that they still have access to that. Now, why would you be going through all of this? I open this thing up by saying that this is a way to know if an NFT that you're trying to get is even accessible. So for example, I'm trying to purchase a particular NFT right now because I'm going to use it for some creative ideas that I have. However, I realized that this person does not really engage that much in Web3. So I started to worry. I said, wow, is there a possibility that this particular NFT is lost forever and there is no way I'm going to get it? Well, after about a month or so, finally, I saw some transactions, some activity in the wallet, and I breathed a breath of relief. But how many people are watching a particular NFT and never see that activity. Some of those are permanently lost forever. And unlike Web 2, when you can call customer service or email somebody or hopefully get on a live chat or a phone call or have them take over your computer screen and they log in and they make all the necessary changes so that you you can get back into your account, that does not happen in Web 3. If you're new to the space, hopefully this doesn't scare you away, but just know that When you lose your seed phrase, there is no one to help you. So don't be like my friend and have that one copy of the seed phrase that's sitting on his desk, his messy desk at that, losing everything. Have a much more secure plan to back up that seed phrase. Now, never save this digitally. Do not put it in your phone. Do not take a screenshot of it. Don't put it in a Word document or email it to yourself or text to yourself or anything of that nature. Keep a hard copy of it, a physical copy. Whether you write it on a piece of paper, you engrave it into a piece of steel or paint it on a stone, anything. But do not save it digitally. And God forbid if something happens to you, it's a good idea to have at least one other person know that these things are in existence because sure, at the time, your collection might not be worth a lot. And you might be thinking, well, I don't have a board ape in my collection, so I don't have to really worry about taking all these security measures. But think of the guy who had 7,500 Bitcoin at the time worth fractions of a cent each on a hard drive that ended up in the dump. Right now, they're worth hundreds of millions of dollars and he's doing his hardest to find them in the dump wherever he is. So, you never know when value is going to pop up. And going back to my friend, now he's back in the game. Hopefully he has learned his lesson and takes some security precautions this time around. But just another funny story of just showing you how these adventures and mishaps tend to happen to him. A few years back, he was in the club, having a jolly good time as usual. He met a young lady that he thought was really into him. So of course, he's buying drinks with her, he's having a good time, and he asks for her phone number. He passes the phone to her and asks her to put her number in. Of course, in order to do this, he unlocked his phone. Well, this young lady then went into his phone, went to his cash app, and sent a few thousand dollars to herself. And guess what? He had to absolutely eat this loss. There was nothing he could do about it. Or speak about it because, of course, he is not a single guy. So why am I sharing all of these mishaps for my friend? It's just a warning. Do not be reckless with your assets. Keep your things secure. And just because you might be in a position to be able to make a lot of money, don't be reckless. And the last thing that I'll say about all of this is that your NFT actually might be even more rare than you think it is, because let's say there is 10,000 in the collection and maybe 2,000 of those are in lost wallets or inaccessible. The person passed away. Who knows what might have happened? Well, let's say those 2,000 that are locked up just happen to be the most rare ones that are above yours and you have ranked number 2001. Well, guess what? you now have the rarest one, most valuable one in the collection because the other ones cannot be moved. And the others are just lost on the blockchain forever. Sure, they'll be there, but they're inaccessible. Anywho, I would love to know, do you have any lost wallet stories or anything of that nature? Please feel free to reach out to me at Tropic Vibes on Twitter. Always looking for a good story. And I just want to thank you for coming on this journey with me as we're learning and building Web3 together. So until next time, later.